Good afternoon and welcome to the Jim Leach Show here on WMAY. As you know, over the last couple of weeks, there has been uh, a lot of very public drama playing out about uh, a local institution that has brought so much joy to audiences and participants, the Springfield Ballet Company, a very uh, public rift that led to the organization's longtime artistic director and assistant artistic director both leaving the ballet company with just weeks to go until its signature annual event, the holiday production of the Nutcracker. And we don't yet know the whole backstory behind this, but we do know that the holidays will go on regardless, and so will the Nutcracker. Springfield Ballet Company uh, bringing in a temporary artistic director to oversee this production and make sure that it happens as scheduled next month. And he joins us this afternoon to talk about that whole process. His name is Adam Sage, and he's live with us this afternoon. Mr. Sage, welcome to the program. Great to have you here. Hi, Jim. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Well, let's begin by just, I guess, introducing you to our our local audience. You have uh, obviously an extensive history in dance and dance performance, uh, but you're new to our area. So tell us uh, a little bit about your background and how you came to join the Springfield Ballet Company at this time. Sure. Um, I'm I'm from uh, San Diego, California, uh, originally, and that's where I had all my training. And then I danced for several large companies uh, here in the United States and then also in um, Southern Africa and then in uh, Southeast Asia. And after my retirement from the stage, uh, I took over and uh, directed uh, a few large schools and uh, was ballet master for many years. And then most recently, I was the associate artistic director of Ballet Philippines, which is in Manila in the Philippines. And currently I'm, I'm traveling from place to place, guest teaching and restaging. And uh, that's what I've been up to. Um, I got a call uh, and was uh, asked if I could come and step in as the artistic director uh, had, uh, stepped down. And with three weeks to go, they didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't have anyone to sort of see this through and get it up on the stage, uh, and there was a lot of uh, young dancers involved that this would have been really uh, horrible uh, if it had not been able to happen. Um, I was called because uh, many years ago, um, there were students from uh, Springfield Ballet Company that came to the summer intensive in Nashville, at Nashville Valley in Tennessee, and I was the school director and ballet master there. And that was probably back around 1999, and so for many, many years, students came and participated in that program. And I was in turn uh, invited to come to Springfield Ballet Company and teach in the intensive here many times. And I've restaged a couple of ballets and choreographed a few pieces. So I think the choice had to do with that I was known here and uh, they knew my work. And uh, I, I said, you know, if I can help, I'll help. And so here I am. Yet uh, amid that uh, that turmoil and that very unconventional mm. sort of a set of circumstances, uh, mm. the ballet company put out a statement this weekend saying this will be the best Nutcracker yet. Uh, mm. How? In, in what ways, I guess, do you envision that, and what to, what inspires that level of confidence? 
Well, I think one always hopes that each time you do anything that it's better than the last time and that this one will be the best one we've done to date. I think that's a pretty normal expectation, hopefully internally. Um, it will be a, a, a different version. There will be a lot of new choreography. This will be a fresh, a fresh new uh, Nutcracker for the audience to see and for all of these young dancers to participate in. Um, there's, there will be some things that, uh, there will be a lot of things that you haven't seen uh, before, and I'm, I'm not going to uh, divulge those. It'll sort of spoil the surprise. But um, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this all up on the stage and for the community to, to you know, come together and come to see the, the Nutcracker as we always do, and, and hopefully everybody will find this uh, new version interesting and magical and come away uh, feeling good about the holiday season. We want to remind people again, this is coming up uh, the weekend of December 11th and 12th at the University of Illinois Springfield Performing Arts Center. We'll have more details on uh, performances and tickets coming up in just a moment here. Uh, but if you don't mind, take us behind the scenes a, a little bit here uh, coming in mm-hmm. so late in this process. Are are mm-hmm. you redoing the the choreography? Are you essentially taking what was already laid out and just seeing that through? What are the, the unique challenges involved in in? stepping in this late in the process. Right. Um, the Part of the biggest challenge to me was that I had not seen this version of the Nutcracker before. So I had no idea uh, what to expect. Um, and I didn't know what had been completed, what was sort of partially completed, what had not been touched at all. And so um, I, I got a hold of a, a video and was able to look at the production. And then when I got in uh, late on Friday... Uh, I was able to uh, meet with the dancers, and we did a class. And then uh, over the weekend, I looked at some of the larger sections, like the snowflake section and Walt of the Flowers and uh, battle scene, party scene. And so really there are some, there's a, a large portion that will be completely new and redone, and there will be some uh, some sections or pieces that will will retain as they have always been. Uh, because those have already been set and uh, been cleaned up. So it's going to be a little bit of a mixture, but there will probably be uh, more new choreography than than uh, from the former version. This would be a, a tough situation anytime, but we're we're still in the sure. pandemic. We've had a lot of disruption in the last couple of years. Your, your dancers yeah. and and we uh, we know uh, the, the the level of uh, of dedication and intensity they put into it here. Uh, mm-hmm. How has all of this impacted them, and how are they coping with with all of the changes? Not just this situation, but over the last couple of years. Um, you know, I was. Um... I found it remarkable when I got here that uh, everybody, the, the dancers have been very open and eager. Um, everything I've asked of them to do up to this point, they've been very willing to do. I've thrown a lot of uh, new choreography, and um, it, it's been really remarkable how well they've stepped up to the plate. Everybody seems to be excited. Um, it's nice to see smiling faces uh, amidst all the sweat by the end of the day. Um, and also to see so many parents and people from the community that have come in and offered their help in whatever way we might need. Uh, it's been actually um, remarkable and inspiring. Uh, 
I, I do have to ask, though, because in the immediate aftermath of the changes that have happened, uh, and I'm sure you know that the uh, the artistic director and assistant artistic director who recently left, very well liked, uh, beloved even, mm-hmm. in the artistic community yeah. and the community at large. And there has been mm-hmm. some talk of a community backlash over this. Mm-hmm. Are, are you concerned about that? Are you concerned that the level of community support or even attendance at the production might be impacted by all this controversy? Um, no, I'm I'm not really. I mean, there, there's there's been so such a, sh- a huge show of support from the community and um, and the buzz over the weekend with the rehearsals. Um, you know, there's family, friends, parents, board members that have all just stepped up and are wanting to be part of this, and everyone's working together to make this as the best that we can. We're talking with Adam Sage. He is the temporary artistic director at the Springfield Ballet Company. I have to ask about that title, temporary. So how long are you here, and and is there a chance this could be longer than temporary? Um, Well, you know, I was asked to step in and get this uh, pulled together and get it up onto the stage, um, which I will do um, with the help of a lot of other people. Um, I have not looked past that at this point. Um, I've there's a huge task at hand. So I'm kind of focusing on what, what needs to get done now. And there's been no discussion of what may or may not happen after that. Um, Again, the Nutcracker is a holiday tradition here locally, and it's coming up in just a matter of weeks. Uh, So what do audiences need to know uh, about this production, about coming to see it, even as we are still grappling with the pandemic? Are there particular precautions or rules or or things in place that audiences will need to be aware of? Um, Well, let me first say that, you know, the ticket sales are way beyond what expectations have been. And I don't have an actual number, and we can get that for you at some point if you want it. But I would suggest that people are coming, and we hope that you do, that you get your ticket sooner than later, because I can't guarantee you that there will be uh, anything left if you wait too long. Um, um, We are offering um, what's called an all-access performance, um, which is designed specifically for people with a range of uh, additional support needs. Um, This is going to provide... Uh, an art, you know, an experience of the magic and joy of the Nutcracker Ballet in a in a sensory-friendly, relaxed performance, which basically it will be abbreviated in length. Um, the house lights will remain at half, and uh, sound will be controlled uh, at a little less volume. There will be some designated quiet areas for people, and um, if you if if you have any other uh, questions or concerns about there is somebody that um, that can be reached to ask about that. Um, also, I do believe that seating is um, is uh, cut to fifty percent so that uh, there's enough social distancing between seats and masks are required. Um, I above and beyond that, I don't have any more information, but you could always contact somebody at Springfield Valley. We we should note as well that uh, according to the ballet company, uh, all uh, attendees would be required to show either proof of a, a negative COVID test or proof of full vaccination. That is uh, another condition uh, for attending. And as you noted, social distancing will also be yes. in effect there. And again, yes. more, those details are all available at the ballet company's uh, website. Uh, and as you noted, the uh, all access performance, which will be held on Friday evening, December 10th, followed then by the uh, the main performances, two performances 
services on Saturday, December 11th, 2 and 7 p.m., and then Sunday the 12th at 2 p.m. And again, tickets going quickly, so you will want to uh, to get those tickets. Uh, and how can people do so again to get those tickets? Um, if you go to the website, which is springfieldballetco.org. All right. So, again, you can order those tickets online, Springfield Ballet Co., SpringfieldBalletCo.org, for the Nutcracker, all-access performance on December 10th, and then three performances, uh, two on Saturday the 11th, one on Sunday the 12th at the UIS Performing Arts Center. Adam Sage, the Temporary Artistic Director, uh, we thank you so much for your time here this afternoon. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and we hope everyone comes out and supports these young kids that have worked so hard to show you this performance.